Hey, welcome to another edition of A Mission Focused Life. My name is Pastor Tanner, coming to you from Rock Island, Illinois. With me is Tim Olofsson, the director of Another Child Foundation. Tim, how are you doing today? We are doing good. It ends up we're getting some of the Hurricane Ida, or now Tropical Storm Ida, so it's been raining pretty hard here in Tennessee uh, most of the day, and it's supposed to continue on. Not really getting storms, but we're getting plenty of rain, that's for sure. Sure. Well, we're actually getting a little, a couple of raindrops ourselves right now. So just a little bit though, probably nothing like you're getting. So today we're going to talk for just a couple of minutes about social media. It has a great potential to, to be an amazing platform for Christian leaders to be able to utilize, to, to share the gospel, to talk about necessary and, and, and needed things going on in our culture. But it also has a tendency to be divisive to become a place of disunity where people get into arguments and fights and, and things get said sometimes over social media that I don't think would ever be said face to face. So Tim, how do you feel about social media and what do you see as its potential benefits? Well, I think the biggest benefit of, of social media, and I'm, I, I use pretty much as Facebook, I don't do Twitter or Insta, Instagram too much, but it's the ability to, to connect with people. Um, but the disadvantage is that the connection is so superficial that it doesn't have the impact. I mean, it, it's not that personal conversation you're having with somebody. You, it's, you're more tempted to say things that you may not say to somebody face-to-face -face because there's that distance. There's a physical distance between people. Uh, but it is a great platform. But unfortunately, it's just not being utilized as well as we could be because it does tend to be more dis divisive right now. Yeah. Well, I know one of the thoughts that I've had reoccurring in my mind over and over these last couple of weeks and really the last several months going even from the beginning of when COVID started to, to really pick up steam at the beginning of, of 2020 was just this concern that people have no problem posting three, four, 10 times a day about you know, their, their favorite social cause of the moment, you know, whether they are going to wear a mask or if they're going to get a vaccine or, you know, their political individual that they're supporting. However, those same individuals are very reluctant usually to share something about their faith, to share something about what Jesus is doing in their life or a personal testimony or even a scripture verse or even an invitation to their church. And so I find it interesting that we have this amazing platform. I mean, I can just imagine how Paul would have felt if he would have seen Facebook or social media in his day. He would have been salivating, just drooling at the opportunity to be able to go on there and share the gospel so easily and with so many people at one time. I mean, literally half the world is connected through Facebook and social media platforms. And so we have such an amazing opportunity to get the gospel out there, but yet Many times we're using these platforms as really as an opportunity for the enemy to be able to get in there and, and get us fighting with each other and disagreeing over things that don't have a lot of eternal value. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I find myself, if I went back and looked at my posts or my status, you know, things, sometimes I do when I get emotional, when I see something on TV that, that really gets me emotionally focused and stuff. And that's, that's not like me. Typically, I'm pretty even tempered. But whenever I do get emotional about something, those are the times I post stuff on Facebook, I do it to, to stir the pot or to 
to sure. prove a point, and, and that's when it's less effective. And I guess the question I yeah. have for you is, how do we use Facebook, social media, from a Christian point of view, so it can be effective? Um, I try to think of, you know, what would Jesus do to WWJD? Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's it's. I don't know. What do you think? What, what do you think the most effective way for a Christian to use social media is without throwing a truth bomb at somebody to try to 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 wake them up or get them defensive or start a conversation? How what's the how most effective way to do it? You know, I I really wrestle with this question, and I think back to something that the Apostle Paul said when 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 he was writing one of his letters. He said that he had intentionally made the decision to know nothing but Jesus among them. In other words, he was not getting into the, the arguments of his day, and, and they were all around him. I mean, amongst the Jews and amongst the, the Romans, there were plenty of opportunity to discuss religion, to discuss philosophy, to discuss government. I mean, those were things that people prided themselves on of, of having knowledge about, and people loved to, to talk about at length. But Paul said, I, I choose not to do those things so that I can focus in on sharing the gospel. And, you know, I think as Christians, we need to be as positive as possible as often as possible. Now, at the same time, that doesn't mean that there isn't, there isn't an opportunity or there aren't moments where we need to speak the truth. But I think that when we speak the truth, there always needs to, to be love involved and there always needs to be respect. So if I'm going to share something that I know is potentially going to be controversial, I need to take a little bit of extra time and explain my thought process. And people will say, well, I don't owe that to anyone. Well, if we are followers of Jesus and people are going to be reading our words and they're going to be responding to Jesus kind of based on the way that they're interacting with us, I do think that we owe them to take a little bit of extra time to explain how we're thinking, you know, and to think through our tone. Because like you said, if I'm having a conversation with you in person, you're going to be able to see my facial features. You're going to be able to hear my voice. You're going to know, you know, the strength with which I'm saying something. But online, I lose all of that, all of that subtlety. And so as a follower of Christ, and specifically for me as a pastor of a church, I really try to use my page as a place to uplift to build up, to encourage. And then when I do step into the political arena or the cultural arena, I try to do so in a way that's always backed up with scripture, but is also seeking to offer a solution and not just complaining. Yeah, that, that's a great point. And I always think, so the WWJD uh, theme, what would Jesus do? I kind of go back to what Billy Graham always said. Billy Graham's always used within his uh, sermon and his preaching he says, the Bible says, and that's, he always started off most of his points. He was really trying to drive home with not his opinion on what needs to be done, but he would start it off by saying, right. the Bible says, the Bible says this. And yeah. I think if we took that approach because that is our truth. And if we can utilize scripture to back up our points um, and not to prove somebody wrong, but just to say, this is my thought process. I love your idea of saying, this is how I'm working my way through this, because the Bible says that, you know, we need to be kinder, we need to be more gentle, and um, so I think that would be a better way of, of doing that by thinking about how we get a new scripture to back up our thought process. 
you know, and there's a, there's a verse that talks about studying to show ourselves approved, uh, a workman that, you know, is able to, to do the job that is necessary. And I know that that's speaking specifically about scripture, but I think as Christians, as we do engage in the, the political and the cultural landscape around us, we need to be informed. And I think that for me, that's one of the most disappointing and frustrating things that I'll see amongst my, my fellow Christians is I see them posting things and all the research that they did was a meme that showed up on on their on their Facebook page. They they didn't actually look into it. They didn't actually do any reading. They didn't actually study any news articles or actually find out if there was any truth or validity to what they were saying. They just bought into something and jumped onto it because it fit their particular view at the time. And I think that that's really dangerous and it can be incredibly damaging. And so when I when I post something, and a lot of times I'll be honest, I just don't. There are so many things that I want to post about. This last week, it's been very hard for me not to, to say certain things, especially uh, about things that are going on in the world and our country is involved in. And it's just, it's, it's painful and it's, and it's confusing. And there's times where I really want to say something because I, I feel like as a pastor and as a Christian, we need to be speaking into these places, but I haven't yet found the correct words to use. And I think that we need to be mindful of that. But if, if and when I do step into that space, I pray for the wisdom given by the Holy Spirit that I'm able to do it in a way that I can look at the different sides that are being taken and I can at least try to understand where people are coming from, whether or not I agree with them or not, and then be able to present what I believe in a way that that is not condemning, even if it is just truthful and if it is very, very honest. And ultimately, I do understand that sometimes if I'm sharing the gospel, it's going to be a stumbling block to people. And so if I'm going, I often share this with our church and our leaders, if you're going to offend somebody, let it be the gospel that offends them, not the way that you present the gospel. So if you're a jerk and you offend someone, well, then you deserve it because you're a jerk. But if you're presenting the gospel or the truth of God's word and it offends someone, that's out of your hands. And only the Holy Spirit can, can speak to that person. Yeah. There's two things I was thinking about as you were speaking. And, and one is, is, is Paul and uh, how when he was back, I'm sure he had debates. He had debates with with some of the philosophers and people of, of, of higher learning. And, but he did it through the gospel. And while I'm sure he did offend people by that, he, he was very focused on what he was trying to accomplish. And that would simply present the gospel to them. And the second thing I was thinking is um, the way we do. So when I see a meme that I think is funny and I want to share that because it, so you're not trying to prove a point or thing, but you just, it caught you as funny and you send it out you're probably going to offend half of the people that see that uh, sure. just because if it's funny to you from your political eyes or whatever the meme is about, it's probably going to be offensive to somebody else because that's the way humor is, is usually making, you know, taking light of a subject that's usually 50, uh, 50. That, that's what we find funny. Yeah. And uh, so by sharing those, we need to be very careful not to be sharing things that we think are funny uh, knowing that a lot of people who see that are going to be offended by it. Uh, so that, that's a little bit different than trying to um, work through a point that needs conversations, because I agree with you. A lot of people out there, they need the gospel. They need to. So how can we 
get that into our conversations in the cultural and political atmospheres we find ourselves in. Because uh, we need to, I still have yet to see anybody post anything on Facebook that says, you know what, I saw this and I've changed my mind on this <laughs> point of view. It just doesn't yeah. happen. Uh, usually people dig in their heels one side or the other and it becomes worse typically. So how do we yeah. effectively use it? I think we need to use social media, but I think the answer to how to do it effectively is still unknown. Well, you know, I, I think a good rule to follow is for every one post that you put that can be controversial or negative, post nine things that are going to be uplifting and building because you know, if people become familiar with you and they begin to see a trend in your voice, then they're going to they're going to trust what you say more when you do have to say something that is contradictory or that is unpleasant or difficult to swallow, you know, but if that's all they ever see out of us is, you know, anger and frustration or conspiracy theories, you know, it's easy to just say, ah, I'm not going to listen to that person. And all of a sudden you're not being followed anyway. Um, you know, going back to the debate that I last year, last uh, February, I entered into a couple of uh, political debates on on Facebook. And my intention was to build a bridge and to and to try to um, connect with some people that were in our church or family members of people that were in our church. And I ended up reading a post incorrectly oh. and said some things that just really, really upset them. And then when I tried to uh, correct it and apologize. They weren't having it. And all of this I, I did in the full view of the public. And it was just very, very embarrassing for me. It was a hard lesson learned. And so what I've begun doing is if I disagree with somebody, I rarely do it on their page. I will send them a private message or I'll send them a text message and just say, hey, you know what? I just, I really wanted to ask you a, a question. And, and that's the other thing too, is I think so often we make an assumption on what people are, are thinking and anybody that ever learns about good communication will tell you that we need to ask good questions. Yeah. We need to seek for clarification and not just assume that somebody is saying something that we don't agree with or that we don't like. And I think a lot of times if we will ask a question on, on someone's post or on a meme, we'll just say, hey, I see that you've posted this. What do you mean by this? Or are you saying this? A lot of times they'll come back and say, no, not at all. Here's, here's what I'm trying to convey. And so again, I think as Christians, we absolutely need to be taking advantage of social media, but I think that we need to be filling it with a lot more information about Jesus, you know, sharing our, our church services with people, sharing of scripture verses that are helping us talking about what's going on in our lives. You know, a lot of the times I, the only posts I'll make during the day are about my girls and things that are going on in their lives, because I know that people enjoy seeing that and it's a blessing to them. And, and so I want to seek to be a blessing on social media more than I, more than anything else. Yeah. So let me ask you one last question before we wrap up the session is, so what do you think of pastor's role? I know as a Christian, we all have our responsibility and we need to, but I'm not sure if this is correct, but pastors maybe have a little bit more responsibility on how they engage because a lot of people are going to follow the lead of, of pastors, of their pastors. So what do you think your role as a pastor is on, because you need to be there. You need to have, because if people don't see the pastor putting in there, to, then they might get confused on how they should react to this. So it's sure. difficult from your perspective, but what do you think the pastor's responsibility is on leading good conversations on social media? 
I think a pastor's responsibility is to think very carefully and to tread carefully. Um, it'd be so easy for me just to throw my own political ideas out there all the time. And, and it would, it would offend a large um, portion of people that come to my church. And, and at the end of the day, I realized that my church is full of people who are going to vote Republican and Democrat. My church is full of people who are going to wear masks or not wear masks or get vaccinated or not get vaccinated. And so it's a, uh, it is a challenge and it's something that I wrestle with. And I, and Tim, I'm not sure that I do a great job because I have some pastor friends and every single day they're posting, you know, very, very honest, raw, explicit things that I agree with. And, and they're creating debates and for good sometimes and for bad. Um, I want to get that figured out. And I think it's something that every pastor has to, has to wrestle with and pray through and decide for themselves you know, I don't want to be one of those pastors that never speaks up and never takes a stance on anything. At the same time, I also don't want to be that guy that has to take a stance on every single thing. And, and that, for me, was kind of the deciding factor on how much or how little I was going to post is I, I do feel that if I start posting a lot, then I owe it to people to post almost every single time something comes up, especially if it's if it's on the other side of, of what I was talking about the previous time, and that would be exhausting to me. And so, again, as a pastor, I personally try to focus on what I can do to build my congregation up and try to make it as positive as possible. But I also leave in room for there to be times where I need to speak to something that needs to be corrected in culture or point out something that's dangerous that's going on around us. Yeah, I think for the past 18 months or so with the culture becoming more divided. I've, I've thought about and prayed for pastors more than I've ever have in the past because of this divide within the congregations. Most congregations are pretty close to 50-50. I mean, even in the most diverse congregations, I mean, it's it's 50-50 mix. This country is, is almost completely split, and the divide is so stark. I mean, and, yeah. it's, and we're arguing one way or the other. So as far as how do pastors lead in now, that's well, that is a tough thing to do, to do it effectively. Yeah. And I've been praying for pastors a lot over the last year and a half to be able to have the wisdom on knowing how and when to, to do it, to, to bring people together. Because ultimately, social media is not a great way to bring people together uh, other than the ease right. of, of communicating. But it, it's very difficult. And the pastor's role in social media is uneasy at, at, at best and almost impossible at, at worst. So, you know, so I just hope that all pastors who are seeing this and conversations we have with our pastors is that they take your advice and, and think through it and try to be as wise as possible. Yeah. Well, man, I appreciate your prayers and I'm sure that anybody else that's walking through those same type of things does as well. And I pray for you because you know, you're an executive director of an organization and you have the same opportunities to offend and, and encourage people that are part of your group. And, you know, we all do. And so it is something that we need to be, you know, Jesus told us to be gentle as doves and wise as serpents. And man, I, I think that that applies as well today as it has at any other point in, in the church's existence. I agree.
Well, hey, man, thank you so much for taking time to, to chat about these things today. I hope that this has been a blessing to someone. If you are watching and you feel like this is something people need to, to see or to think about, please feel free to share this on your Facebook page so others can be a part of it. Leave a comment on here as well so that we know what you think about what we were sharing about today. And uh, as always, go forward in the mission, that mission-focused life, because that's what it's all about. Bless you guys. Thank you.